The Eagles versus the Cowboys edition of the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk free bet up to $500 or at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app today and use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Welcome, everyone, to the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Oh, what a brutal loss. Eagles get their ass kicked 42 to 19 to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, not a, not a lot of positives in old Eagles land. Tough, um, tough game for the offense, but really tough game for the defense, allowing six back-to-back touchdowns. Nothing pretty. We're going to recap that. Move on to Dallas. Justin, how are you feeling after that loss? Uh, I think deflated is the word I would use. I mean, it was just a bad performance all around. I mean, uh, everybody's pointing fingers in one direction or another. Um, rightfully so. I mean, from the offense to the defense to specific players like Hurts and whatnot, and I'm sure we're going to get into it. So I don't want to get too specific, but um, yeah, for right now it was just deflating. And I, unfortunately, I, uh, I hung out with the same group of people, which are a bunch of 49ers fans. Oh God. Uh, I was with them for the NFC championship game though. So I figured, <laughs> you know what? It's good luck. Go back. Yeah. Get the magic going. And uh, now, unfortunately it was, it was horrible. Uh, you know, it, that happened. I got my, Got a little tipsy. I mean, we got chippy in the thread. Uh, <laughs> apologize to Rob there. I know I, 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 I went a little overboard. I think it went a little back and forth though. So yeah, uh, yeah there enough. we are. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, number number yeah, one person, yeah. or uh, I think uh, biggest group to blame is negative Eagles fans. Yeah, you know, the Eagles had spoiled them with all the weddings. Had to show them what a loss feels like, so they could really have something to complain. Rob, how about you? Who? Let's kick it off. Who is or what is the biggest thing to blame for the Eagles loss? I know. I know. I mean, I have to be careful here because I have to appease both of you. And and I just I think we should just give everyone a participation trophy. Um, They tried hard. um, And I don't know. know, Let's just, (laughs) uh, you know, not be critical of the team because we're fans. Um, No, I mean, look, everyone deserves blame. I, I don't know that I could name anyone that does not deserve blame. And I think it starts with the coaching staff. I think clearly it was an awful game plan uh, starting on offense. I I think, again, the offensive game plan was terrible. And Justin uh, tells me I'm a broken record. But when the same thing's happening week after week after week after week, uh, it's a problem. And you have to bring it up every week. And, you know, we don't start strong. Uh, you know, if we had scored two touchdowns on those first two drives, it could have changed the whole complexion of the game. Maybe they would have actually settled into a run and given our defense a break. Um, you know, Hertz, I thought, looked lost out there. Um, he did not look sharp. 
you know, we still are not using our playmakers, AJ Brown and, and Devontae Smith and, and Swift and Gainwell. We're getting close to the same amount of touches, which is insane. We talk about this every week. And then the defense was terrible. I, I mean, there's no other way to put it. They started strong. They had a great first drive, maybe first two drives. And then, like you said, Sean, six straight touchdowns. I mean, that's like insane. Uh, They're not that good of an offense to give up six straight touchdowns. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. So, I mean, Desai has to look in the mirror. He was terrible. Our players were terrible. I I don't – I mean, literally, I don't know that I can come away with a bright spot. Maybe Lane Johnson. I I still think he did a nice job blocking, uh, you know, against Bosa and some other guys. Um, but overall, just terrible. I think it's one you just need to forget and and hope they bounce back this week at Dallas because, you know, it's not like they're going to get an easy bounce back game. Yeah, I mean, for me, it just felt like defensively, that's like the defense just felt like it uh, collapsed. And I, I, I'm guessing it's because they were gas, like not not making excuses for them. I'm just trying to look at what caused it because you know, playing 95 snaps against the bills that short week on Monday uh, from the chiefs, I think it eventually caught up to them and they played this, you know, super physical 49ers team that punched us in our mouth. Like they came out and I think they had that energy from getting hyped up for the game. And then after those first couple of drives, I think they just ran out of energy and you saw it. It was like really shitty tackling. Um, you're right with the scheme. Uh, being an issue, but I think it was just, they were gassed and, and whether that's a mental thing an effort thing, a conditioning thing, I don't know, but Purdy threw for 300 yards without attempting to pass over 15 yards. That to me, it wasn't like um, there wasn't guys there to make tackles. There was, they were just either playing off missing tackles. I mean, you know, the linebacker position is just a complete disaster. Not having Zach Cunningham, I think did hurt them. Uh, he's one of the few guys that's been giving us some positive work here at linebacker. I mean, our starting linebacker, Christian Ellis, they, they just cut him. So it clearly linebacker is an issue. And then on the other side, yeah, I don't think hurts look particularly sharp. They should have. I, I thought AJ actually had a good game. If you look at it statistically, statistically, he had eight catches for 114 yards. That should be good enough. Um, I mean, that's, that's still a pretty awesome game. Now, you know, I don't know why they went away from the slants. They were super effective early. Um, the run game they gave up on, but again, they weren't, they were only getting like two yards of carry. So I understand why they get frustrated, but they, they need something. Um, they need to figure out something to get the offense going early and, and find that rhythm. But to me, it was just yeah. the, the defense just collapsed. Uh, yeah, and I just want to touch upon the run too, because Justin and I went back and forth a little bit on this and, and he made the point that we can't run because their linebackers are too good. Uh, I think was what he said. And I don't agree with no. that. I, I think, um, I didn't say that. Okay. Well, I'll let you respond then, but I, I think, I think we needed to because their defense is good and their linebackers are good. So even if you're not having a lot of success, you still have to commit to it on some level because at least it would open up play action and keep the linebackers and the secondary honest. And I don't think we did that. We totally abandoned it and we were completely one dimensional and it made their job on defense that much easier. It it was just so frustrating to watch. Honestly, I, I just, I don't understand the game plan and kudos to those two guys that stood outside the Novacare today with the sign, run the ball. (laughs) Um, They're spot on. Well, we are uh, Jimmy Kensey did point out we are fifth in the league in 
in in care in rush rate. So I, I don't know if that's straight carries and who knows how much of that is the tush push or whatever. But uh Justin, what were you trying to say there as far as the the linebacker and the issue with the uh run game? No, I just meant I, I think the text was coming in early, and to be honest with you, I had a few in me at that point. So we we were going back and forth on a few different things. I think we were just Rob was saying about the run. I just said uh, he had pointed out one thing like, oh, we need to get the run going. Something about, oh, how we had a ton of time. Um, Hertz had a ton of time to throw, so we should be running because our offensive line will be able to, you know, uh, allow us to run since we were getting him time to throw. So I was saying it doesn't necessarily work that way. And and that kind of goes back to what Bosa was saying, you know, um, if you watch his press conference, uh, they had a great scheme against Hertz, and I think he was actually, man, he was, had a horrible day, and they had an excellent scheme against him. They weren't necessarily looking to sack. They were just trying to contain him, and they knew that once he felt a little bit of pressure, yeah, he was taking his guys off the wide receivers, and you, you saw that. I mean, that's why those plays were so long and so extended. He was getting rattled in there, taking his eyes off of them, and then, unfortunately, then it was just backyard football. Guys are still trying to get open, um, which is which just doesn't happen. And I know people are blaming Brian Johnson for the scheme and and whatnot. Me, and I don't disagree. I, I think obviously we need to do a little bit better of scheming. But there is a graph that tracks how open wide receivers are downfield um, without getting a target. And right now we're equaling the same rate, same percentage as last season. So 29% of the all time, I know is there's receivers... an issue. If I mean, oh. I think we all agree, Hertz had a lot of time to throw, and and that so that certainly was not the issue in the game. And maybe that was largely in terms of how they decided to play Hertz and rush him. Um, but he had time to throw. So either one, our receivers can't get separation in, you know, however many seconds it was, which seems impossible with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. I mean, I can't imagine those guys can't get open in, in that amount of time, regardless of what coverage there is. I mean, if you take the best receivers in the league and you give them enough time, no corner can cover them for that period of time. Uh, and that go, you know, that's around the league top wide receivers. So the other question comes if he has time and presumably our receivers are getting open at at least the same rate as last year, as you said, why is Hertz not finding him? What's going on? Like, is he tentative? Does, has he lost his confidence? Was it something they were doing? I, I mean, that to me is, is maybe even the most concerning thing. Well, that's what I was getting at uh, before I got cut off there. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously Hertz was struggling, especially this game. And I think that's what you're kind of seeing is at least in the beginning of games, He's not taking chances uh, for the most part. Uh, even with the turnovers being what they are, it seems like he's being pretty tentative, at least at the beginning of games. And that's why we're seeing such little scores and, you know, the output that's been taking place. Um, the other issue, too, I mean, with the scores, and, and you alluded to it, Sean, earlier, you were kind of picking apart the defense. Um, we're not just not getting the turnovers on the defensive end. I you know, in order to be able to score. And and you're seeing that considerably um, this season, especially, even though yep. we're still able to win games. Taking a quick break to talk about Bet Rivers. Love the product over at Bet Rivers. Great sports book. And if you haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? You got a risk free bet up to $500, depending on uh, where you're signing up from. 
Great uh, live betting, props, in-game wager, and of course, just hammer uh, Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown, as always. I mean, those come on, that thing is... What are we talking about here, people? That is uh, one of my favorite prop bets as always. And of course, sportsgivenpodcast.com slash bet rivers. Get you signed up over there and uh, you're good to go. Uh, get that $500 risk up to a $500 risk free bet. Highly recommend it. Right now, the Eagles getting three points in Dallas. Love it. Give me the birds. Sportsgivenpodcast.com slash bet rivers. Problem gambling? Call 1 800 Gambler. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Love some Game Time tickets. It's actually uh, probably the best holiday gift is sending someone some uh, Game Time uh, tickets, right? Maybe going to an Eagles game, uh, a bunch of home games to close it out. We got Giants, uh, Cardinals, great games uh, can get very affordable prices, especially when you use the Game Time app and use our promo code CFBX, $20 off your first purchase, or just go to gametime.co and use the promo code CFBX. Get in, set up, um, and yeah, there's there's plenty of flash deals, great low prices on tickets, so highly, highly recommend going to gametime.co. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBX for, for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Yeah, not doing much defensively on the turnover side. And, I, and oddly, a game where we didn't have any turnovers. Uh, you know, if you if you would have told us Eagles lose 42-19, my first thought would have been like, oh, man, they must have turned it over a bunch, picks, fumbles, whatever. But that was not the case. Uh, you know, coming back to the defense, the third down defense, like we just have to figure it out. We can't be dead last in the league. And as far as the offense, you know, watching some of the guy, the film guys break down um, some stuff, I, I think, and again, not making excuses, but I think not having Dallas Goddard in the lineup was a big issue because one, he helps uh, open things up, you know, Brian Johnson even mentioned that teams are doubling AJ Brown way more without Dallas Goddard in the lineup. And then two, there was a number of plays where Jack Stoll was open and Hertz wasn't getting him the ball. So whatever reason Hertz doesn't trust Jack Stoll to throw, uh, to throw to him. Now that's on Hertz to trust the guys that they have in there and develop some sort of chemistry. But having uh Goddard there, I think really opens up the middle of the field. The linebackers have to play back a little bit more. Like it it really it really does a bunch of little stuff that I think helps this offense out. Now getting him back, I don't think it's going to be a miracle cure all, but I do think it certainly is going to help um, just overall flow wise with the Eagles. Yeah. And I think it also harkens back to the run game that you two both pointed out too. If we can get a little bit of a flow there, I think it does help uh, hurts out in the long run as well with just, you know, getting a little bit more comfortable, especially early in the game. I mean, really, honestly, it, you saw it on the offense and defensive side of the ball, whether it's the run game, um, you know, just the pass game, uh, but you know, the defensive side of the ball, AJ Brown, I think nailed it, uh, said after the Eagles lost the 49ers or lost the 49ers, they didn't play with the same energy that the Niners did. He was asked by reporters if it was addressed. He said, quote, I'm going to keep what was said in the locker room, but you're going to see me. You're going to see Sun, or sorry, you're going to see, you're going to see Sunday. So I think he was alluding to the fact that Hey, we came out. We didn't have our best effort. Now, yeah, you can say the scheduling, whatever. Uh, but I, I think from I just I test like they had that energy early, and then they just lost it. So I'm optimistic I, they can still find it, but we'll see. 
If they had no energy, I mean, I, I just find that so disappointing, honestly, because if there was one game on the season I wanted to win, it was this game. Just because oh. all we heard the entire offseason was how our victory was fake against them because they didn't have a QB and they would have beat us and this and that. It was just chirping, chirping, chirping. You would think the team would get up and be ready to go, but instead they laid a total egg and, and, and quite honestly – validated a lot of what the 49ers were saying all season. And it, I mean, it's just really Debo, annoying. Yeah, they let Debo get over 100 yards and two TDs. I mean, it was pretty pathetic, to be honest with you, especially on the defensive side. But yeah, I, I, I hear what AJ's saying at the same time. And and he actually had decent stats by the end of the game. Yeah. Some of them garbage at that. But I tell you what, early in the game, I felt like there were two balls where he could have fought a little bit more for. Yeah. Um, Not trying to to bail Jalen out whatsoever. Like I, I just pointed out, I feel like he had a horrible game, at least for him. But uh, I think AJ, honestly, you know, he could have, he could have fought a little bit more for a couple passes. Definitely. And I, I would say, and again, uh, just kind of calling it how I see it. I thought the defense and the team in general did have some energy and, and to come out, like, I don't think they came out and laid an egg straight away. I think they came out, they had some energy. They got held to two field goals and for whatever reason, the, the dam just broke open. And they I, honestly, to me, what kind of changed it was uh, they get that uh, Dom fight with Greenlaw. The energy comes back into the stadium. They get that touchdown. They cut it to, uh, was it 21-14, I think, at that point, or 21 Yeah. They cut it to eight. And then after that, um, there's just no fight back from the defense. It's a tunnel screen uh, to Debo. Now, granted, Reed Blankenship was clearly held on that play. Still, just piss poor tackling. And then after that, it was like, Oh shit. That's where it was just totally deflated. And then there was no get up after that. So I do think there was points where they were fighting pretty hard. I mean, like I have the text that say like the defense came to play today and that was early on in the fourth quarter. So I do think they got up for the game initially. I just don't think they could maintain it. I think too. I mean, one thing we didn't do, I know we had the ball on our end of the field, but that fourth and two play where we could have gone for it and we decided to punt was a bit deflating as well. I know it was kind of early. I don't know the exact time at that point, but it just seemed like that was a situation where we needed to go for it if we had any chance to potentially win the game. Yeah, I, I mean, thought that was an awful call by Sirianni. I thought it was yeah. it was uh, it was a scared call. I mean, at that point, the defense had given up multiple touchdowns yeah. in a row. I don't, I don't know how many into that six we were, but there was basically zero indication that you should have believed that our defense would be able to stop them. So, I mean, that was your opportunity to be aggressive and put the trust in the offense, and you could have come back and and made it a game. And instead, they punted, and not surprisingly, our defense quickly gave up a TD. Yeah, I mean, I, I I, guess if I'm Sirianni, I think his thinking there is like, hey, you know, we don't want to get desperate. We want to show we still have confidence in the, um, in the defense. And if we don't get it here, then they're really, they're really fucked because you're going to have amazing field position with a crazy momentum swing. So, yeah, I would have been aggressive there considering how good we've been on on fourth and short, but also like too, that's on the offense. Like you guys got to pick up a couple first downs here um, and not have to go for it on fourth down in that situation. Uh, kicking it over to, cause I feel like we've gotten, gotten a lot of the negative out. Is there any silver lining in this loss? Justin? Uh, I mean, 
I guess so. I guess uh, the silver lining, at least if you're looking for one, is, hey, we we obviously have to come back down to earth. We we could look at ourselves a little bit more. Um, we had, you know, some nice wins, I guess, uh, close wins against KC and the Bills. But I don't know if that was enough to scare us. Um, hopefully now Sirianni, at least listening at the press conference, um, you know, they're going to try and get down a little bit more to the nitty gritty and, and try to fix whatever we can. And and the other potential silver lining is uh, maybe we're just a little bit more alert for Dallas coming in uh, or playing, going to Dallas this week and playing them when they're on 10 days rest. Those, those are the only potential things that I could think of off the top of my head. Rob, you're usually pretty optimistic about the team. Any uh, any bright spots from this uh, game? Do we lose Rob? All right, he's on mute. I will share my bright spots. Uh, for me, well, one, we're still ten and two, and we still have the number one seed in the NFC. And I think if you asked us, and I was going to go back and and check what our preseason predictions were, but I I think some of us even had us losing three games by now. Like if you told us, hey, you're going to be ten and two in this stretch, I know everyone wanted the win over the 49ers because it was personal, but still, being ten and two at this point is pretty awesome. Now, uh. It, uh, this Dallas game is huge. Um, don't don't get it twisted. But the other thing is, it's still a regular season game. Optimistically, we have a chance to revenge uh, for some revenge in the 49ers in the playoffs, and I think we can hang on to uh, the number one seed. We it starts with getting that win against Dallas in Dallas. They are coming off ten days rest, but I, I also think the silver lining to me is that. Uh, yeah, I think this team may have needed a wake up call. You know, everyone was saying, Oh, the stats are barely winning. They're getting so lucky, blah, blah, blah. So all that luck, all that, all that, Hey, you shouldn't have won. You shouldn't have won. Maybe we just packed it all into one game, got it out of the way. And now we're ready for a fresh restart coming off a loss. Um, because this team really does seem to do well off a loss. Jalen hurts in particular, Rob lost you there for a second, but any, any silver lining, to this Eagles loss. No, I think it's what you just said. I I think the there's there's nothing in terms of the play. I think the only silver lining is look, we're we're still the number one seed as of now. Uh and hopefully this is a wake up call because look, there's been concerns for weeks now and we've yeah. talked about them. Um, you know, the offense playing horrible in the first half, the turnovers um, and you know, the defensive concerns, obviously, and and maybe this is that wake up call. I, I don't know, but I hope so. Um, so, you know, I think that's the only potential positive to take from it and we'll see how they respond this weekend. Uh, other big thing to take away from the game is a uh, hashtag free Dom. I mean, Kyle Shanahan was being pretty whiny about the whole, uh, Oh, they, they should. The 49ers fans are saying like, they are going to take away their traffics. It's like Dom was sitting there, you know, on the sideline, yelling, pointing. So was Greenlaw. I mean, I didn't think they needed to uh, throw Greenlaw out of the game. I thought it was hilarious when they did. Uh, Dom's a big boy. I mean, yes, he did technically strike Dom's face, but he was doing the same, you know, he was pointing at him and he grazed his face. Dom's a big guy. I think he was fine <laughs> taking that, but uh, any thoughts on uh, Dom versus the world, Rob? No, I think it got overblown so much. I mean, he was trying to break them up. I, I didn't see him do anything aggressive. You know, maybe there was some chirping back and forth and then, you know, it, it was really their player that touched his face. So, 
Um, I think it was overblown. I think I saw today that they said they kind of connected and each made good with each other. So, I mean, these people calling like that the league should like take draft picks or like, um, (laughs) you know, permanently suspend him. I mean, to me, it's, that's just absolutely ridiculous. I don't like, did you see what happened? It it wasn't nearly that bad. Yeah. We one thing if the guy was throwing blows, but they're like pointing in each other's face. Like, come on, this is a NFL game. Like tempers flare. Uh, I mean, Justin, you you said you were going to start a Kickstarter to uh, to free Dom and the Dom Legal Defense Fund <laughs> for Big Dom because no one comes at Big Dom. They were yeah. the Forty ers fans like trying to come for Dom. It's like, all right, guys, you won the game, move on. I thought it was funny too. People were upset. They're like, should we know who this guy is? Like other fans, <laughs> because Olson and Burkhart had just. Re- referred to him as like big Dom on the sideline. Yeah. They're like, who is this guy? Is he a coach? No, he's just security. What's going on? So it was just funny. Uh, as you guys said, yeah, it got way out of hand. Uh, it, uh, fans of other teams are just ridiculous sometimes with like their <laughs> speculation of stuff. And, and I was like, wait, what did I miss something? Like, what is the uproar? Because he obviously, as Rob said, was just trying to separate these guys, but you would have thought, you know, he had like a knife or a gun in his hand with the way people reacted. Yeah, like, should we take legal action against Dom? Like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, that was just uh, just beyond um, bonkers. But yeah, hashtag, hashtag free Dom. Someone in our uh, Sports Gambling Podcast chat asked me, is Dom going to get fired? I'm like, what are you talking about? No, Dom's going to get promoted, if anything. I mean, this guy's, he's never going to buy a meal for the rest of his life in, in Philly. Like people love that chirpiness uh, out of a guy. It, Jeffrey, I mean, he's been great. there since Andy, right? He's been there like 20 years. Yeah. He knows where all the bodies are buried. Jeffrey Lurie is not firing Dom unless it's like, you know, some Liz Dom really crosses the line. And uh, I think that was a little, uh, a little overblown there. And taking a quick break to talk about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. Get that Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tools uh, to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability. Again, bet smarter, not harder. Hall of Fame bets helps you do that. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hrofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Justin, on the spot, do we still lock up the number one seed in the playoffs? You know what? I think we do. I mean, it's possible we could drop one in the end here. I think if we do, it's either to Dallas this week or potentially Seattle. Um, other than that, I don't see a reasonable loss, but I think we, you know, we we should win the rest of them maybe drop one, as I said. So I think we end up 14 and three. I could see the Niners losing one as well, either to Seattle or the Ravens. So I'm thinking they end up 13 and four and the lions uh, potentially here lose to the Cowboys and end up 13 and four. So um, it may be another team, but it seems like the Cowboys would be the way they potentially lose. So oh man. That would be- I think we lock it in. So that would be so brutal being 14 and three and, and being the second seed somehow. Um, I'm with you. I still think we pull off the number one seed, although that Seattle game, I think could be sneaky tough. Uh, and in some ways I do think they, the league did us a favor by giving us an extra day of rest. I think this team is going to need it after the Dallas game. Now, assuming we go into Dallas, get that win. 
I mean, that you're setting yourself up for a, a little bit of a letdown going all the way back to the West Coast again. I think having that extra day actually does favor the Eagles. Now, the Giants, Cardinals, Giants to close out. I like our chances there to go 3-0, and but I think that Seattle game is a little trickier um, than we may have originally thought. So, yeah, man, hopefully 14-3 and gets it done right now, sitting at 10-2. and Rob, how say you? How do you see the the rest of the game shaking out? Do we lock up the number one seed? I think it all comes down to this weekend, honestly. Yeah. I feel pretty good about the other games down the stretch. I agree Seattle could be a little tricky, but um, you know, I, I think we are the better team there. Um, I, I'm nervous about this weekend, quite honestly. We have not performed well in Dallas. I know we beat them once in Philly earlier this season, but We've struggled in Dallas, uh, I think, the last few times. Um, you know, their their offense is clicking. CeeDee Lamb's having a good year. You're here in Dak for MVP. Um, you know, given our defensive performance that we just saw, I'm concerned. Um, so, I, in my head, I want to believe the team is going to bounce back, but I, I do believe this could easily be a loss, uh, second loss in a row. Um, I will say that we'll that will only lose I'll say we're going to lose one more game and that it's more than likely San Francisco is going to get the number one seed. Wow. Rob. So do we get your Niners Jersey uh, now or do we wait for the playoffs? No, no Niners Jersey. Uh, <laughs> I, I do think now again, I do think this game that no, now we're kicking it around to the rest of the league. I do think this game, um, for uh, the 49ers this week could be a little bit of a letdown spot for them. I mean, they clearly, uh, this game was personal. They had this game circled. Yeah. Extent, you know, we're all in on this game and now you're at home facing a division opponent in the Seattle Seahawks, a desperate team coming off extra rest. They're getting their offensive line healthy. And actually Seattle has actually done uh, pretty well historically in San Francisco, uh, seven and three straight up last 10 games of Seahawks in San Francisco. So, uh, uh maybe, you know, San Francisco has got to be cr- uh, a little careful there that they don't uh, let down in this spot. Uh, we did sign a sign Shaq Leonard picked us over Dallas. I don't know. I mean, at this point we just need healthy bodies. So if Shaq Leonard's healthy, I can't imagine he's worse than what we're trotting out at the linebacker position. Rob, any thoughts on Shaq Leonard, Zach Ertz? They're talking about maybe bringing back again. He's a fun locker room guy, but I, I don't know. I don't. And neither of these guys probably move the needle. Yeah, that's. I mean, look, I'm fine with the Leonard signing. It can't hurt. I mean, I I find it hard to believe, like you said, he's worse than you know what we had last week. Um, so let's see, but I don't, I don't have ho- high hopes that he's going to like transform our entire linebacker group and all of a sudden. It's not going to be a problem on the team. I don't think that's the case. And, you know, Ertz, I I don't know. I mean, I like Ertz as a player. Obviously, he was a great eagle. I I don't know what we're really gaining by bringing him back. They asked Goddard about it. I think he said, like, it's interesting or something, which didn't sound like an enthusiastic endorsement. Maybe it was. I I don't know what he meant by that. But, um, you know, with Goddard coming back this week, I think there's less of a need, honestly, to sign him. And, you know, you sign him, you're going to have to cut someone else. So, I mean, are you cutting Calcaterra maybe? Um, I think I'd probably just roll with what we have at the tight end, quite honestly. 
Yeah, I mean, Ertz, good mojo. So I'm fine with that, but it's probably, it would probably end up like the Julio Jones signing where maybe he has a couple catches here or there, but not going to swing the needle uh, too much. I don't know, Justin, any thoughts on, on Ertz and Shaq Leonard? No, I mean, we obviously need some more linebacker depth. Uh, Ellis, as we pointed out, I mean, that guy was just, especially for coverage, horrible. Uh, Morrow struggled. Oh um uh, Morrow really struggled horrible. But uh, with that being said, he's actually performed. If you look at PFF, he's much higher grade than Shaq Leonard is actually, I think, at the moment. I think he's 29th. Shaq's 62nd. Um, that being said, though, we could use him, certainly, especially get some depth. Uh, maybe we can rejuvenate him a little bit. Maybe he's so low with the Colts uh for whatever reason in certain schemes that they run maybe maybe we can reinvigorate them um and then Ertz, uh i like the idea of it um you know why i mean everybody loves him maybe the hands would help the unfortunate thing is and, and rob kind of alluded to it is that goddard's coming back so i don't know if we necessarily need him at the moment yeah yeah i mean if goddard's coming back and he's healthy it's like all right fine but yeah, well, that's the other thing. I mean, if if Hertz didn't trust Jack Stoll, maybe he does trust uh, Zach Ertz. So maybe even just that little bit um, of a difference is worth um, is worth bringing him in. Or yeah, I, I don't know. At that point, it's it's not going to be a huge uh, swing one way or the other. Kicking it over to the uh, MVP discussion, Justin, of course, sitting on a, a Jalen Hurts MVP. I know uh, some in our some cynical fans in our group chat believe Jalen Hurts. Hurts, uh, not a good quarterback at all. And yet in spite of that, he is second in the MVP odds at plus three fifty. Brock Purdy is somehow the number one MVP candidate. Dak, uh, tied with Hertz there at plus three fifty. This game coming up will probably swing those odds pretty dramatically. Tua plus eight fifty. Mahomes plus eight fifty. Mahomes, of course, ten interceptions. Uh, not a good quarterback. Lamar Jackson nine to one. Tyreek Hill sixteen to one. Christian McCaffrey sixteen to one. Justin, if you got a free hedge with your Jalen Hurts bet, you could pick one other uh, one other player to back in the MVP market. Which uh, where would you go? Man, uh, it's funny you said Brock. I just wanted to touch on that because the whole argument against Hertz is that he has so much talent around him, right? And then it's like, wait, let's look at San Francisco, and I yeah. mean, they're just stacked full of talent. They literally have another guy. The their yeah. running back is uh, has sixteen to one MVP odds. Like, come on, that's crazy. Uh, I think you that said, yeah, that said, Hertz hasn't done himself any favors. I think if I had to hedge. Um, I'd probably go with Dak. I know you hate to hear that, but um, oh my god, just the, if if they can kind of win a couple of these next few games against big contenders, and he's he's in the mix right now, I think he could end up with the MVP uh, potentially. Uh, I hate to say it, but if uh, I'm edging, if I'm edging, Rob, you hear this? You guys are gonna start your own uh, go go uh, diehard Dallas podcast, Rob? What would you do? Uh, uh MVP uh betting right now uh you know great question uh i think i would hedge especially with the odds on tyreek hill um i mean he's having an insane year it looks like he could be the first wide receiver to hit that 2000 yard mark he's certainly on pace um the dolphins are currently the number one seed in the afc um i think there is an outside shot 
that he could get consideration. So I think that's where I would go. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just such a um, it's just such a quarterback uh, driven elite. I mean, you know, I'm looking at Lamar and it's kind of interesting because they do play the 49ers. So if the Ravens beat the 49ers, Lamar at nine to one um, becomes super interesting there. I mean, Tyreek. Yeah. <clears throat> if there ever was a year, it would probably be uh, this year, especially if you can break the uh, all time receiving record. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I think really is the one that deserves it. Um but I'm not going to take a 49er. I I guess I would go old Patty Mahomes at plus eight fifty. Media looking for a new narrative. If he wins out and they get the number one seed, I think they'll just give it to Mahomes. So at plus eight fifty, I actually think that's a be- decent price. So give me give me old Patty Mahomes at plus eight fifty. Moving over to the Eagles versus the Cowboys right now. Cowboys three and a half point favorites, uh, three point favorites. I think over on Bet Rivers, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. Sign up over there. Get a risk free bet up to $500. Cowboys coming off 10 days of rest, coming off, a, coming off a performance where their defense really kind of fell apart. Their defense was really good, kind of hit a wall there. Uh, Justin, do you think what we saw out of Seattle, their ability, I mean, DK Metcalf, three touchdowns, their ability to kind of get to this Cowboys defense. Is that something we can do as well down in Dallas? I mean, I don't see, you know, why not? Uh, I, I think we have the tools and the ability to do that. Um, I, I think it, it, as long as we can create it, at least a decent game plan for this game, why not? Um, I think we're more talented than them on on that side of the ball overall. So, um, yeah, I think we should certainly be able to put it together. We just got to be able to, you know, have some decent coaching this game. Yeah, coaching uh, definitely needs to get a little more dialed in. Injury-wise, things do look uh, like they're moving on up for us. Dallas Goddard should be back. Zach Cunningham should be back. And then Shaq Leonard um, looks like he will play. So all those injuries definitely big for us. Uh, Unfortunately for us, Cowboys. I mean, you hate to see any injuries, but uh, Cowboys pretty clean on the injury report. Uh, especially coming back off of um, extra rest. So, yeah, nothing nothing major really to report on the Cowboys' side. Uh, Rob, what about you? What are we uh, very critical of the offense, rightly so. They're out of their flow. If you could give uh, any advice to Brian Johnson going into this game, what would it be? Um, I, I mean, I think get ready for a shootout. I, I, I think this game is going to be a shootout. Um I don't see how our defense is going to shut them down. So I think we need to be ready to score. And I remember seeing somewhere, and I don't know where I saw it, uh, but it said that the Cowboys defense uh, was pretty poor against motion. Um, Pre-snap motioning, moving guys around. uh, I think their statistics were not that high. I'm pretty sure it was the Cowboys that I read that about. So that may be something Johnson wants to try to exploit. Um, but, you know, I think the other thing, too, is you got to commit to the run. Uh, you know, if we need to keep our defense from getting gassed and if we can have like early in the year, at least we were having some massive time of possession drives. And that just goes such a long way on a defense, especially one that's a bit depleted, that doesn't have maybe the best talent at certain spots. 
So they really do need to bounce back and commit to that run so they can get some of those longer time of possession drives because I just think that will uh, help the defense perform that much better. For me, I would say, uh, and I agree with those points, for me, I would say keys to the offense is get Dallas Goddard going early because, as we mentioned, uh, Hurts' lack of confidence in Jack Stoll, his ability to open things up. Uh, you know, him uh, being there forces safeties to play up linebackers kind of keeps them on alert. So I think if we start the game plan showcasing that Dallas Goddard is healthy, uh, going to be involved in the game plan, I think that opens things up around the rest of the Eagles offense. So I would say get uh, get Goddard going early and often. That would be my advice to you, Nick Sirianni and uh, Johnson there. You know what's interesting about that? Like them saying Hertz didn't trust Stoll. I mean, I know Stoll doesn't get a lot of touches, and he's certainly not a feature guy, and he's not nearly as good as Goddard. But at the same time, I don't feel like he's like overly let us down with the chances that he has had. I mean, no. he seems to catch the ball, and he's made a few plays. So it's kind of weird that Hertz wouldn't throw him the ball because I don't, it's not like he's had massive mistakes or anything that at least that I can remember. Yeah, it's not like there's a viral video of a guy, um, you know, catching babies and saying, I'm catching the ball, unlike Jack Stoll. <laughs> like, it, to your point, I, I can't remember no play in my mind is jumping out at me of like, oh, Stoll screwed us again. But whatever it is, it seemed like Hertz didn't trust him. Now, maybe he's not re- doing what he's supposed to, or, or it, yeah, it, he was it, just, you know, it could looking be looking elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a million things. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. Like he hasn't for, from our point of view, I haven't seen anything that would make me not uh, trust Jack Stoll. What, so Justin, what about you? What do we got to see out of the offense? What would be our advice to Sirianni? Yeah. I mean, I think you, you pick apart the middle of the field, especially this time around. I mean, uh, I, I was diving into the Cowboys thread a little bit. And one thing they were trying to allude to was that, you know, their defensive line is really good, blah, blah, blah. They might be able to do the same thing, but unfortunately, I mean, Quinn runs a lot of stunts with those guys. That's one thing that the Niners weren't doing in order to get pressure um, and contain Hurts. So hopefully he's able to take advantage of that a little bit and maneuver around them, unlike what he was able to do with the Niners. Um, The other thing, too, is that uh, their linebackers aren't nearly as good as San Francisco. So the middle of the field, as you were saying, especially with Goddard, should be open a little bit more and and get some more slants going. I think it's just so key. You saw early with AJ, and unfortunately, we didn't keep going. Yeah, I I don't know why they got away with it or or away from it. It was seemed like just a uh, a slam dunk. Um, And and I don't, yeah, I don't get it. Um, So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, we forgot to do a Reddit roast. Uh, This one, not necessarily a roast, but uh, just a cracked me up as far as a random Dallas Cowboys subreddit. A lot of it is talking about. Uh, Mike McCarthy, who uh, has appendicitis, sounds like he's going to be fine uh, getting his appendix taken out, but we'll be planning on coaching there on the sideline. But uh, this is just a random post. Asian gentleman with long beard on sideline, question mark. Who is this guy? I know he isn't on the coaching staff, but curious what his role is otherwise. <laughs> just uh, just such a funny question to put out the uh put out the onto the internet. I guess he's their uh, physical trainer, but just interesting uh, nugget there. Uh, Kicking it over to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, 
I think there's some abilities. Uh, I think there's some opportunities to attack the tackles. So Hassan Reddick um, having a game is always uh, going to be warranted and, and something they'll look to scheme up. Really, the D-line, I thought I have super high expectations for the D-line. So I was kind of bummed at their performance uh, last week. Like I feel like they kind of got in there and then just wasn't, wasn't weren't really completing uh, the job there. I, Dak hasn't had an interception in I'm looking at three, uh, four games before that he had six interceptions. So I think Dak, uh, is pretty due for an interception. So I'm going to say picking off Dak is, uh, just has to be the focus there. Get us a turnover. Get us a nice jump start to the game. Rob, how say you, what do we got? What do you want to see on defense? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see him sure up the middle of the field a little. Let's see if, if you know, having these guys back, signing Leonard, uh, can make a difference. But, um, you know, I'm with you, Sean. I, th- I think the D-line, has, as good as they are, they've also in some ways been underperforming in terms of the pressure, uh, you know, that they've been getting on the quarterbacks, especially up the middle maybe. Um, but I think my key to the game is I think our corners, Bradbury and Slay, need to bounce back and have yeah. a big game. Um, you know, CD's on a tear. Um, I think the first game, if I remember, they had Slay follow him a little bit, not necessarily the whole game or every play. Um, but, you know, I, I think they need to bounce back because I, I think they've both had a very mediocre year so far. And you know, whether that's fair or not, or whether more pressures on them because our safeties and linebackers aren't as good this year. Um, but it does seem like they've kind of taken a step back a little bit. Obviously they're a year older. Um, so I'd like to see them bounce back and and have a solid game on the outside. Um, and, and a solid game plan for stopping, you know, CD. Time for our prize picks, Eagles DFS lineup prize picks. Of course, DFS made simple. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN, 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Uh, Justin had a go, sends his, uh, sends his uh, wishes to the diehard Eagles nation. Rob, we got AJ Brown receiving yards, Devonta receiving yards, Reddick sack, Jake Elliott field goals made. Hurts passing yards, hurts rushing yards. Uh, interesting ones to choose from here. What is what is Swift? I'm not seeing Swift up yet. I think oh, there was. Some, I think there was some concern that he would, I don't know, pop up on the injury report because he took that shot there end of the game. But I don't. I haven't seen. Um, yeah, he's not listed on the injury report. I don't know. Maybe they're just being conservative and and not posting his numbers yet. Um, but yeah, we'll see nothing, nothing yet for Swift. What, uh, do you have one you like there, Rob? Uh, so what is the AJ Brown? Uh, 78 and a half receiving yards. Feels pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with that. I mean, he hasn't had a hundred yards now in a few games. He's got to be anxious. Um, well, he you know, did have he did have 114 against the 49ers. I know, okay. I know it didn't I didn't realize like he it. had that many, actually. Um, yeah. Regardless, I, I think he's going to want to come to play, um, kind of bounce back. You heard him. Um, you know, he's going to want to show that he's better than CD. Um, so I'll, I'll take that. I'm, I'm going to roll with him. I think in a big game, you need to rely on your stars, and he's certainly one of our biggest stars. Agreed. 
Uh, like the uh, more there on 78 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I'll go to a Cowboys fade. I think uh, I know, um, I know Christian McCaffrey ran all over us, but I expect to see a much improved uh, rush defense, uh, good energy, good physicality. So give me less on Tony Pollard's rushing yards at 60 and a half. That feels um, a bit high. So yeah, all over the less there for um Tony Pollard. And of course, get your own lineup going. Prizefix.com slash SGPN 100 percent deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars. Rob, what is your final score and your most valuable eagle? Man, I've gone back and forth on this like 50 times. Uh, I think I just said that we're gonna lose one more game. Uh, but you know what? I do believe they're gonna bounce back Let's and that go. they are gonna win this game. I, I just can't pick otherwise. Uh, I'm going to say relatively high scoring. I'll say 31 to 27 Eagles. Um, I'll say player of the game, Jalen Hurts. I think if if we are going to have that bounce back, he has to have a big game and he's going to have to have a much better game than he did last week. So it all starts with him and everyone else feeds off him. So I'm going to pick him just out of necessity because I, I think for us to have that bounce back game, it, it has to be him. All right. I like where your head's at. Um, Justin uh, sent in his pick before he left. He's got it. 35, 30 Eagles, AJ Brown with the MVE, AKA most valuable Eagle. I'm going to say Eagles 28 Cowboys 17. And I think it's a, I think it's a Deandre Swift game. I think, I think uh, Sirianni is hearing all the calls for the running game. And I think we go back to getting the running game going. So yeah, give me DeAndre Swift. Uh, like the matchups as, as Justin pointed out, their linebackers aren't what uh, the 49ers are. So should be some opportunities uh, there to rack up some rushing yards. All right, guys, that'll do it for the diehard Eagles podcast. Follow us on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52 for Rob for Justin go birds. Go birds. We'll